guitar is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out The Big Rap Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. Be sure to check out G1 on Facebook and on G1Reads.com. Their G1 Platinum Chanter and G1 Platinum Reads famously played by the 2016 Champion of Champions in Verarian District. Plus, the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Yes, hello there. What about you? And welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. Can you believe it? It's episode 10. Oh my word, I cannot believe we've reached episode 10 already. These weeks have just been flying in. Oh, unbelievable. So, yes, episode 10, it's going to be a good one. (laughs) Got loads to talk about on the podcast. And if anything, I have to say a massive thank you to everyone who's been messaging in and joining in the crack. Because this podcast thing was always kind of seen as a bit of an experiment to begin with. But, oh my word, it just turned out to be... Just simply incredible. So thank you to everyone who's been joining in and yeah, messaging in in your droves. As I said on last week's podcast, we set up a email address for you guys to email in. So we do have some mail. We have some listener mail we're bringing on this week's podcast. And yes, if you guys want to mail in, if you want to talk about anything that we discuss on the podcast at all, feel free, mail us in, which is bigrabshow at gmail.com. Very easy, very simple, straightforward. Plus, you can reach us on our social media as well, which is The Big Rab Show on Facebook. And we're on Twitter as well, which is at Big Rab Show. There you go. Plus, we're live on Fuse FM Balamoney every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Yeah, Tuesday, 7 p.m. UK time. So, yeah, this podcast doesn't have any music to talk of. You know, we don't play any tracks from anyone. So, yeah, if you want to hear some new music and, you know, some real good piping content, Definitely get yourself over there to Fuse FM on a Tuesday. Well worth the listen, I think, because that is the bread and butter of the Rab Show. That's where we started. So, that yeah, we are now here on the podcast, obviously. So, yeah, what have we got this week? <laughs> so much to come your way. Uh, I've got, like, I've got my script here. And listen to this. This is nuts. How am I... Where am I going to start? Right, I tell you what, I'll start with listener mail. What about that? We'll look at bigrabshow at gmail.com. And um, i got an email here. Uh, let me see, I've only got one or two picked out that I'm going to talk about. Because um, I've got loads of emails in from people all around the world, really, uh, saying that, you know, oh, hey, mate, checked out the podcast, really enjoying it, and, you know, keep it coming. That's kind of the general gist that I'm getting, but no real conversation as such. So, yeah, I want to know your opinion on things, guys. Yeah, definitely. We've talked about a lot of stuff on the podcast so far. Uh, Pipe bands and technology, pipe bands and relationships, pipe band fashion. Yeah, I want to know your opinions. Let me know. So, anyway, here's one such email. This is Dan, who emailed us in and said, Hey, Rab, love your show. Keep it coming. I will indeed. Glad you created the email address. Don't use Facebook and Twitter. And it's not right for long messages such as this. So, there you go. Perfect. So... Yeah, Dan is, it goes on to say that Dan is actually from the Chicago Chicago Highlanders pipe band. Which, yeah, I was doing a bit of research on the guys. Actually a really cracking good pipe band. And I have quite a good social media account as well. You know, they've uploaded quite a number of videos on YouTube. Um, so, yeah, he was, you know, his email goes on to talk about how, you know, they're building a bit of a social media profile. 
and how they spent some time recently at Winter Storm. And the whole video is all up there, you know, of how the band was basically going through a bit of a, a training course with none other than Richard Park's MBE. Oh, my word. It was really fascinating to watch, actually. So thanks to Dan, first of all, for sending in the email, but also for giving me the heads up on, you know, the Chicago Highlanders and their social media. It's definitely worth a look, I think. Yeah, for you piping fans. So anyway... Dan goes on to say in his email, and the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because he was interested in the topic of technology. So we covered this on a, a previous podcast, uh, where he says, Good topic about technology and pipe bands. I'm guessing, I'm guessing others may have let you know about this by now. No, they haven't, because the podcast has been out for a few days. Nope, nobody's contacted me about technology podcast. And he says, There's actually a very good pipe tuner app available. And it's only available for the iPhone. Now, I did kind of briefly talk about bagpipe tuners. You know, the different apps that are available that you can tune bagpipes with. Um, I haven't tried any of them, but he's, he's, yeah, this one's available for iPhone. Apparently, it's from Murray Blair. He said it's not free, but it is excellent. And it's made specifically for pipes and adjusts to the chanter notes on like a tuner for a guitar or something else. Now a lot of these apps that I did check out were mostly just, uh, yeah, guitar tuners that were kind of what we call re-skinned. You know, made to look like if they were a bagpipe tuner, but really essentially they're a guitar tuner. So, yeah, Murray Blair. That's interesting. I'm going to have to look into that. Anyway, so thanks to Dan for messaging in. I really appreciate it. And as always, you guys, get your emails into us. Yeah, at thebigrabshow at gmail.com. And yeah, if you have anything, any comments you have on the show, even any suggestions for any future topics as well, that'll be quite good. Right, I've got a message here from Gregory Gunn. He messaged in on Facebook and he says, Greetings from the USA. I love the sound of the pipes, and I represent Clan Gun here in the States, and have been following the Pipe and Queen. Now we'll go on to talk about who the Pipe and Queen is. Uh, great videos on Facebook, and love all her stuff. I hope to make it to Scotland one day. Gregory, I hope you make it to Scotland one day too, my friend. And thanks a million for enjoying the podcast. Yeah, it's great to see whenever people message him, and you know that they're enjoying things. Also got a message here from Hart Greenwood. Yeah. Thanks a million, Hart, for, for tuning in. And he's from Oklahoma City. There you go. That's I'm not from Northern Ireland Church, no. And he says, first time catching your show all the way from Oklahoma, USA. Both the live show and the podcast are excellent. Thank you for all that you do. No problem, Hart. You're very, very welcome. But well, I tell you, this is becoming a little bit self-indulgent. But you're getting the idea. We're getting loads of positive messages and from people who seem to be enjoying the show, which is great. But I want to know your opinions on things. Definitely message me in on any particular story that catches your attention, any topic as well. You know, we do the topic of the week each time. Yeah, I want to know your opinion. Get your emails in to me. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That's where to go. And also, what other podcasts do, which kind of works really, really well, is uh, the voicemail thing. People record voice messages and email them in. Now, that would be incredible. I would love to have that. Because then I could play the voicemail message, especially if it's a question, and then I could go on to answer the voicemail after that. So that would be brilliant. If anybody wants to do that, that would be great. Right. So that's it for the first ever listener mail on the Rab Show podcast. What about that? Episode 10. And that's our first mail segment. (laughs) 
Kind of short and sweet, I know. But hey, things are just starting, aren't they? We have to start somewhere. It's kind of fledgling. So there you go. Get your emails into us, folks. If you want to make it on to the next week's podcast, definitely mail us in. Okay. Time for the piping news. Right. Let's start with a Facebook page. Whiskey and Tartan. For those of you who have caught the Whiskey and Tartan Facebook page before, they upload a lot of really good stuff. And yeah, this past week they have released something that is just simply fascinating. You have to go and check this out. Now, it's kind of a blog, kind of a report, but it has like uh, videos going through it, like YouTube clips and videos and things to kind of illustrate points. It's just fantastic. It's a whole big article that was published on their Facebook page. And the crux of it was they were studying the effects of drinking whiskey and playing bagpipes. Now, bear with me. They had a proper reason for doing this. Some people believe that having one or two little sifters before you go on to play somewhere kind of loosens you up a bit. You know, kind of gets rid of the bad nerves and you kind of feel a bit more relaxed and all that kind of stuff. Well, one such guy put this to the test. It followed a grade 2 piper from Charleston, South Carolina, and it chronicles his time throughout St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, you guys are all thinking what I'm thinking now. So, yeah, it follows him as he performs at all sorts of different events and functions all the way through the day. So it measures the amount of drinks that he has throughout the day and also chronicles the effect it has on his plan. Now, there's video evidence of this as well. So you guys can be the judge yourselves. So it's actually really fascinating to watch. Now, this was all done to prove a point. Now, this was not done to prove a point that how drunk he could get, but it was also to prove a point, you know, where is the tipping point? I know a lot of people who compete at piping and swear blind never to touch a drop before they even, you know, whenever, if you're lifting a set of pipes that day, no drinking. Never, ever lift a pint or anything like that at all until your work's done. Which I'm sure a lot of people in competitive circles would kind of go by that mantra. But then again, I do know <laughs> that some people suffer from nerves. You know, some people do suffer from kind of stage fright. Standing on that line and your knees are knocking together. And I have seen bands in the final tuning area specifically handing around a wee hip flask. People taking a wee nip out of the hip flask, you know, and then suddenly uh, feeling alright now. Do you know? We better we better courage, we better Dutch courage. So there is this kind of argument either for it and against it. You know what I mean? So it's a very interesting article. I would urge you to go and have a look at it. It's on Whiskey and Tartan on their Facebook page. The link's all up there. Of course, the link's on the Rab Show Facebook page as well. Definitely worth looking at because you get to see how, in a way, it kind of does work to begin with. His playing does kind of slightly improve. It's kind of weird. Um, but then very quickly it starts to go downhill. <laughs> so, I don't know. Perhaps there's a case to find a happy medium. Don't know. Anyway, I think it's interesting. It kind of raises a topic about alcohol and piping. Uh, yeah, it could be a bit of a grey area. But there you go. It's worth checking out. Go and check it out. Muskie and Tartan Facebook page. Worth a look. Okay, on Saturday the 8th of April, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, the annual Kingdom Thistle Piping and Drumming solo event is due to happen. So yeah, April the 8th. 
it's on. So it's going to be in Lockgilly High School in Fife. So if you haven't got your entry form in yet, go now. Go to kingdomthistle.com where you can download your application pack. And in that has all of your details. Has all of your playing requirements and everything. And also you can submit your details and get entered into the competition. So if you are keen on going and competing at this event, I have to stress, get your entry in now. Don't sit on your hands and say, ah, it's not for a few weeks yet. Get it in now. Because that's what they're stressing. They said, if you haven't got your application in, you may lose out on a place. Because they can only allow so many entrants, after all. So, there you go. It's on April the 8th in Lockgilly High School in Fife. Get your empty forms in now. Go to kingdomthistle.com. There you go. Right. Now, as I mentioned earlier, we got an email there talking about the Piping Queen. Now, <laughs> on our show last week, on our live show last week, we talked about the RSPBA headquarter fire. I think we even talked about it here on the podcast. Yeah, we did. We covered it. It was a bit of a news story at the time. So, there was a big fire at the RSPBA headquarter building. And we talked about how a skylight in the roof had burst open and it had managed to save the rest of the building. So it let all the flame and heat and smoke and all of that stuff all out through the roof so the fire didn't spread towards the rest of the building. So, hey, I thought, as a bit of a joke, I said, somebody out there has to write a tune called The Skylight. Come on. (laughs) So that's exactly what's happened. Somebody has written a tune called The Skylight and that certain someone is the piping queen. So that's Queen spelled Q-U-I-N-E. Go and check her out on Facebook. It's just amazing. The whole recording is up there on the Big Rab Show Facebook page. Plus it's available on her Facebook page as well, The Piping Queen. And it has harmonies and everything. It's just incredible. And a massive, massive thank you for writing the tune in the first place. Uh, So, yes, go and check it out. What started out as a bit of a joke on the Rab Show turned out to be something pretty cool. And we've got a really, really good tune uh, called The Skylight now, thanks to, yeah, a bit of a joke on the Rab Show. <laughs> so many thanks to the Piping Queen. If anyone hasn't checked it out there, go onto her Facebook page and go and have a look. Some real good quality music on there. and She's clearly very talented. Uh, definitely a composer of note and worth checking out. Let's go and have a look. Links again, as always, are on the Rab Show Facebook page. Right. Let's talk about our good friends at the Pipe Band Hub, will we? Now, the Big Rab Show and the Pipe Band Hub have had a long partnership partnership together this last number of years. um, And we often get confused with each other. A lot of people seem to think that myself, Rab, I am the Pipe Band Hub. Uh, No, I'm not. The Pipe Band Hub is ran by a different bunch of people who I have no idea who they are. And now that's not through any fault of my own. I have been trying to find out who they are. But, pfft, yeah, they want to remain anonymous. So, hey, it's difficult. That's difficult to find out who runs the PayPal Hub. So, what are they up to at the moment? Well, they have created a playlist of all of our podcast episodes. Now, this is nothing short of incredible. Thank you, guys, at the Pipe Band Hub. They created a post there not too long ago detailing episode 1, 2, 3, all the way through to episode 9 for, like, a one-stop shop. So if, yeah, if anyone hadn't caught any of the any of the previous episodes, uh, perhaps you're a new listener now. Hey, welcome, new listener. 
you can go onto the Pipe Band Hub and they have a full list of every episode. So, yeah, <clears throat> if you aren't subscribed to us on iTunes or you aren't subscribed on Podbean, then, yeah, you can go and look at the back catalogue. It's all posted up there, thanks to the Pipe Band Hub. But, yeah, I would have to say, go and subscribe on iTunes. It's free. doesn't cost you anything. Same with Podbean as well. And as soon as each episode is uploaded, it's free, and you get a notification to your mobile device saying, Bing, there's another episode, you want to come and listen? So there you go. (laughs) Grand. Also, we have to talk about the Pipe Band Fantasy League. Yeah, the Pipe Band Hub, of course, are running the Pipe Band Fantasy League again this year. Now, for those of you who don't know what the Pipe Band Fantasy League is, where have you been? The Pipe Band Fantasy League last year was such a hit. It was amazing. Now, it kind of runs like... How to explain this? It kind of runs like fantasy football, where you choose your players and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then, you know, as points accumulate throughout the year, given your results and things, then you're put on a league table, and then the winners in the league table get prizes. Well, same thing happens, but this revolves around pipe bands. So you choose your various pipe bands from all your different grades, and then you're entered into a league table... And then your picks allocate points as the season rolls on. And then, I think last year, I think even as it's top six, top five, maybe. It was something like that. They all managed to get prizes. So, yeah, that's definitely worth looking at. Because us here in the Big Rab Show, we are a sponsor of the, you know, the Pipan Fantasy League. So it's definitely worth looking at. Real prizes, real genuine prizes can be won for absolutely free. You can go onto the Pipe Band Hub website now and go and enter your selections. Go and enter your band. And it's totally free. Absolutely no cost involved. And if anything, you get a bit of bragging rights over your mates to say, Oh, my band is placed in such and such a spot. Where's yours? (laughs) Well, that kind of thing gives you a bit of crack in the beer tent, you know, through the season. Um, Plus a bit of interest as well following the results that perhaps aren't in your own grade. You know, say you're playing in a grade 2 band or whatever, then, you know, following the grades in grade 4 and grade 3, you're interested in seeing the results because of how your fantasy pipe band's doing. So, definitely worth checking out. I urge you to go now. I think um, entries are up until the 31st of March, I think, and then the door closes. Um, so, go and get your entries in now. Uh, go and have a look at it. And, yeah, take part in it because it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it this year. It's going to be a really good season. Okay, Canterbury Caledonian Pipe Band. We were talking about them there recently in the podcast because, of course, they won the New Zealand National Championships. Well, Canterbury had a a meeting recently and they made a big announcement. Let me clear my throat for this one. Canterbury have announced a new pipe major. In fact, not just a new pipe major but an entirely new management team. Yes, Canterbury is under new management. The new pipe major at the helm is Jamie Hawk. Yeah, so Jamie takes up the helm as pipe major. So well done to Jamie uh, for being appointed. And I wish him well. Definitely he's inheriting a very, very strong band there. So Jamie, I think you will do all right. <laughs> so this was announced, as I say, following the band's recent success as winning the Nationals. So, Jimmy kind of has to hit the ground running here. So, he has. He's appointed two brand new pipe sergeants. Liam Kernahan of Wellington in New Zealand and Harry Hawk of 
Christchurch in New Zealand as well. So I'm assuming Harry may be a relative of Jamie's. I'm not sure. Don't know. Maybe you guys can correct me. Uh, and also, <coughs> he's appointed a new lead tipper as well. So changes at the back line as well. So that went to Braden Drummond. That's, that's probably my accent. Braden Drummond with a D in the end. Aye. <coughs> so yeah, brand new drum sergeant. Two new pipe sergeants and a new pipe major. Complete overhaul at Canterbury. So, I wish them well. Definitely a cracking band who always sound on top form. So, Jamie, I think you're going to hit the ground running, pal. Best of luck to you for the coming season. Definitely going to be watching with interest. Now, Mountjoy Pipe Band. Yes, we're definitely in the piping news for this week because they hosted a huge concert here in Northern Ireland this past weekend. We've mentioned it a few times here on the podcast. But yes, in the Silver Birch Hotel in Oma, the PSNI pipe band, or sorry, the Pipes and Drums of the Police Service of Northern Ireland, to give them their full title, hit the stage. They were in concert. And wow, oh wow, did they sound amazing. Now, the Silver Birch Hotel itself looked to have been packed to the gills. So many thanks to Mountjoy Pipe Band for running this event in the first place. I'm sure it wasn't easy cramming that amount of people in. <laughs> it seemed to be a large undertaking, but loads of people turned up for this concert. And yeah, they were in for a treat. Massive thanks to Loud Pipes Visual Media on Facebook. Definitely go and check them out. And uh, yeah, they have up a good number of video clips from the concert itself. And you need to go and watch these clips on Loud Pipes Visual Media because they are magic. Yes. So as I say, the PSNI pipe band were in concert, and I did say in previous podcasts that perhaps they could play some new material for this incoming season. Now seeing that the PSNI are going to be up in grade one, it'll be really interesting to see what they're bringing to the circle. Now, PSNI, of course, then whipped out a brand new medley. Totally new. And I think... I was kind of stunned into silence whenever I first got, oh, a new medley. And I heard it, and uh, I'd be brutally honest. Okay, I'm not going to win any fans here. But I'm not ruled by Ofcom in the podcast, so I can give my opinion. When I first heard the new medley by the PSNI pipe band, thanks to the Loud Pipes Visual Media Facebook page, um, I wasn't convinced. I thought... It's really unusual. Um, <clears throat> you'll know it whenever you hear it. The structure of it and stuff. And there's like all sorts of different time signatures in there that's maybe a bit unusual. And whenever I first heard it, I thought, <clears throat> um, no, 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 just no, not for me. Not for me. Ah, and I kind of felt a bit disappointed. I thought, oh, I, yeah, I, I just didn't like it. But, <clears throat> as anything, this is kind of like my Flame of Wrath medley. Do you remember when Scottish Power started with the Flame of Wrath medley and they brought that Peabrook into their medley? Now, to begin with, whenever everybody first heard it, they thought, Ah, what are they doing? They're putting a Peabrook in a medley? Are you mad? It sounds terrible. Ah, awful, awful. Well... Now, I love the Flame of Wrath medley. I absolutely love it. I can go back and listen to it over and over and over again. Whenever I first heard it myself, I was one of those people shouting, saying, ah, there's a P-Rock in there that should never be in the medley, you know, in a competition medley. 
And I honestly thought to myself, that just sounds terrible. But then, see, after the third or fourth listen, oh, my word, it, yeah, I, it starts to make sense. And honestly, with the PSNI's brand new medley, I listened to it for a second time, and then again for a third time. And I and then I got it. I just got it. It clicked, and I thought, oh, hold on a minute. This is actually really clever. You know, there's some real good musicality in here. And some transitions and different, you know, changes and medley lines and things that were just so... Not unusual. Unusual is the wrong word, but it's really, really clever. You know, really musical and kind of pushing boundaries in a way. You know, and so really, really enjoyable. Definitely. Get yourself along to Loud Pipes Visual Media on Facebook. They have the videos up there from the concert. Go and check out their new medley. It's give it a chance. Give it, it's a grower. Okay. Now I know some people message them. We played the medley on the show last last night on Fuse on Tuesday night. We played it on the show. And yeah, slap of the wrist for me. I didn't give a shout out to Loud Pipes Visual Media. Sorry, guys. I really apologise for that. That was kind of bit of a dumb move on my behalf but yeah but i played the track on the show and the messages came in and people were saying ah, some people really liked it and thought mm, you know maybe it's a bit of a grower and uh, you know reaction wasn't an instant oh that's amazing do you know what i mean so yeah give it a chance go and listen to it then give it five ten minutes and then possibly go and listen to it again and listen to it again with fresh ears. And you can you can really hear there's some real good music in there. Like honestly. So worth checking out. Go and have a listen to it. Definitely worth checking out. Thanks to Loud Pipes Visual Media on Facebook. Grant. I'm not just saying the medley was the highlight of the show. Because there was so much more. There was a trio of pipers playing Hellbound Train. Ah, oh, was just brilliant. Some of the harmonies works. You know that these pipers played. Brilliant brilliant and robert black played a solo as well ah oh, some incredible music at this concert so again many thanks to mount joy pipe band for hosting the event in the first place i think it went down a storm with the audience and plus thanks to loud pipes visual media we were able to live precariously and we were able to see some clips from it as well so yes good work all around i think now <clears throat> away from competing bands and pipe bands in general i want to talk about good mates of the show ross ainsley and Ali Hutton. Yes, 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 yes. Ross and Ali, they're back in the studio. I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the podcast yet, but I've certainly mentioned it on the live radio show. We have been talking about their album Symbosis that they've released a while ago now, forever. It's simply amazing. If you haven't heard Ross and Ali's album Symbosis yet, where have you been? Go and get a copy now. Like, now you hit pause on this podcast and go and buy a copy now. Because this album is just amazing. Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton, of course, two amazing pipers of note. And also massive in the folk music scene and Celtic music scene. These guys are just blowing up at the moment. Of course, two protégés of the legend himself, the late Gordon Duncan. You can certainly see flavours of Gordon Duncan's playing through these guys. These guys kind of carry on the tradition. 
and the music that they're producing is simply incredible. You have to go and listen to their album Symbosis. Well, the reason why I'm excited is because they're back in the studio and they're working on our second album already. And I don't even think it's been a year since the release of the first one. So the working title for the second album is Symbosis 2. <laughs> now, whether that's a joke or not, whether it's serious, I don't know. But that's what they're calling it so far, Symbosis 2. Now, they're giving little clips and little clips and, you know, video montages and different things on their Facebook page. Giving you a little insight as to what they're doing in the studio. <clears throat> I think I've actually managed to share out a couple of them on the Big Rab Show Facebook page. You need to go and check those out because the music these guys are producing... From a piping fan point of view, it's just brilliant. It's really, really good. And, yeah, I would recommend you go and check it out. And especially if you haven't heard of anything, anything at all from Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton, go and check them out. They're really, really worth a listen. Um, two, as I say, great pipers of note and two amazing whistle players as well. Um, I think, wow, what was the favourite tune I had off Symbosis? Uh, I kind of pressed for time. That's what it was. Pressed for time. These guys do a duet and whistles. Nothing else. No accompaniment. Just these two playing on whistles. And they play Pressed for Time. It will melt your face. <laughs> you have to go and check them out. Definitely worth a look. Plus that album, Symbosis, regularly features on our live show on Fuse. And yeah, I cannot wait for the next album. It's going to be so exciting. Oh, cannot wait, man. It's going to be incredible. Right. On to the last couple of stories now. Yes, the Ulster solos are coming up. So, yeah, for those of you here in Northern Ireland who are listening and are interested in going to the Ulster solos, they are happening soon. Yes, so head over to the RSPBANI website, our wonderful association over here. Go and get all of your details for how to enter. You can go on there. Full details are all there, all your plan requirements and different things. How to put your name down and blah, blah, blah. All of that information is all up there on the website now. So they urge you, again, if you're wanting to take part in the Ulster Solos, go and put your name in now. Don't wait. A lot of people seem to wait and think, oh, I'll have to wait and see if I can get a piper. Or, uh, I don't know what tunes I'm going to play. I might take like four weeks to try and pick them. But no, go now, put your name in, and then put the work in. <laughs> You know, that's kind of backwards. I know what you mean. But yeah, if you're wanting to go to the Ulster Solos, go and get your entry in now. Go to RSPBANI and get your details in. Now, this year at the Ulster Solos, the reason why it's kind of hitting the news is it's a little bit different. Yeah, this year they're going to be running a bass drumming solo event. <clears throat> yes, this is kind of seen as a bit of a... A pilot, they're a bit of a trial. They're trying this out just to see how it'll, it'll work. So, yeah, for any of you bass drummers out there who fancy lifting an Ulster solo medal, now's your chance. Yeah. So, yeah, as I said, it's seen as a bit of a trial. Just, yeah, having a go, seeing if it, it'll work at all, and you know what the interest is like, what the music is like. Uh, you know, they're just having a go. They're wanting to see how it'll run and then possibly it'll form part of the solos running into the future. We don't know. We're going to just go on with it. They're just going to have a go and see what happens. So, if any of you bass drummers out there are interested, all of the details are up there on the RSPBA NI website on how you can get your entry forms in and also on your playing requirements. 
There you go. Right. Before I finish this week's piping news, I have to talk about the elephant in the room. Now, we have got a lot of messages about this story this past week. Lots of emails to thebigrabshow at gmail.com. And thank you to everyone who's been messaging in about this story. And yes, we have to cover it. (laughs) I think it's got to be now... Every week on the podcast, or even on the live show, we're talking about the Pipe Band Association in Australia. Just what is going on? Well, there's been more. More developments down under. Greg Bassani. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Apologies, Greg, if I've pronounced that wrong. So he has served in the Pipe Band Association of Australia as a drumming principal for more than 20 years. Now let that sink in. Greg's been there for more than 20 years in the role of a drumming principal. Well, he has now submitted his resignation. Now, that ordinarily wouldn't hit the news. But the reason why he submitted his his resignation makes it newsworthy. He's citing all the recent accounting scandals and the 2016 City of Whitehorse matter for his reason for leaving. Now, of course, we've covered that on the show here before about the accounting scandal, but also the whole City of Whitehorse thing, we've talked about that at the time whenever it happened on the live show. So this has been kind of a long-running issue for the Pipe Band Association of Australia, and it seems to be that whenever one bad thing happens, another bad thing happens, another bad thing happens, it just gets worse. So... It's been reported that following a recent association meeting, Greg had submitted a motion of no confidence. So at the meeting, he says that he had no confidence in the management team at the association. This, however, did not pass. And as a result, has now left his position untenable. I think you can just about say that. My command of the English language is terrible. So yeah, kind of left him in a rock and a hard place kind of situation where he's tried to pass this motion of no confidence and it fell. And so now he had no option but to tender his resignation. Very sad state of affairs. For a long career of over 20 years with the association to be put into this position, it's very sad. Very sad news. So, the full report on this story is available on pipesdrums.com, including copies of his resignation letter. You can go up there and read it and see exactly why he wanted to pull the plug and why he decided to walk away. So, again, this is just sadly just another development of an ever-increasing sad state of affairs. Everything just continues to get worse and get worse and just compounds itself and just gets worse. Now, we have got a lot of flack recently and recent days about reporting stories on the Pipe Band Association of Australia. Now, I have to address it face on, like I done on the live show, and say publicly, this is not being done viciously. We are not trying to pick on the association. We're not trying to pick holes in it. We're not trying to say that, that uh, do you know what I mean? We're not trying to pick you out as being a victim or anything like that. All we're saying is that we sympathise with you. The association we sympathise with, the membership we sympathise with, it's just, uh, there is no clear winner here. There is no clear winner. No matter what the situation is, everybody loses. Essentially what it is supposed to be about, it's supposed to be 
the promotion and enjoyment of our wonderful music. It's what it's all it's what it's all about. It's about our tradition of pipe bands and the wonderful music we make. And when all of this kind of stuff all around it kind of makes it so difficult, it's just a massive loss. It really is. So the reason I'm reporting it is because us as a pipe band world are interested. We are here to support each other after all. Our RSPBA NI Association, sure, we've had difficulties in the past. Our association in Scotland have also had difficulties. I'm sure there hasn't been any association at all in, around the world that hasn't came across some kind of trouble at one time or another. And that's when the piping world really should pull together and support each other. So, yes, I'm here to say... <laughs> It sucks what's happening in Australia. It really does. And I really sympathise with all of the membership of the associations down there. It's just rubbish. It seems to be when you're down, you get kicked in the teeth again. And I really, really hope that there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. And I think there is light at the end end of the tunnel. Because looking at how the New Zealand championships went, you can just see the amount of talent there is in that hemisphere of the world. Some of those kids, man, they'd blow you away. Pardon the pun, but, <laughs> you know, the the kids that are coming through, especially in the New Zealand Championships there that I just watched there recently, some of them are just incredible. So, I think the piping scene down under, definitely very strong, you know, and there's definitely a wealth of talent down there, you know, which should be really nurtured. You know, there should be more Australian world champions coming through. You know what I mean? But when things like this happen on your association, it makes it all the more difficult for bands to remain competitive when the association can't get it together. So, God, I really wish things in Australia would get better soon uh, for the piping you know, folk down there because it's just rotten at the minute. It's not good at all. There is no real winner. So, for those of you who think that I'm trying to be vindictive or try to poke fun or any of that kind of stuff, I am not poking fun at all. Not in the slightest. And if anything, I'm just doing this out of sheer concern. I'm not doing it for attention and all the kind of other mean stuff that was sent into the You know, I'm not doing it for any of those reasons. Other than to say that it's just plain rubbish. There's no real winner. Anyway... Episode 10 of the podcast, and that's it for the paper news. Let me check my script. Yep, that's it. A lot of paper news this week. Grant, well, it's time for a cup of tea, and it's also that time of the week again. Hello, this is Scott Wood, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. The Big Rab Show on Fuse FM, Balmont. Tuesday nights, 7pm to 9 they are the show for the piping folk, reflecting everything from the bagpiping world. Celtic music, folk music, solo piping, and of course, pipe bands. Bagpipes are your thing? Tune in to The Big Rap Show. The Big Rap Show, Tuesday nights, 7 till 9, on Fuse FM, Balamone. Hello. This is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. And now on The Big Rab Show podcast, it's time for Topic of the Week. 
Yes, indeed, it's time for the topic of the week. And you've probably already guessed what the topic of the week is because I always put the topic of the week in the title of the podcast and I really should stop doing that. (laughs) But yeah, I wanted to talk about the future of piping. What do you guys think is the future of piping? Now again, that's another really broad topic and one that we could probably talk about for a millennial, a millennium even, you know what I mean? It's one of these topics that can just go on and on and on and on. But the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because I was looking recently, I actually stumbled across this. I had an anniversary badge from the RSPBA when it celebrated its 75th anniversary. And I was looking at this thinking, wow, 75 years the RSPBA have been doing what they're doing whenever I got this, you know, commemorative commemorative pin. I think that's how you pronounce that. But yeah, you know, 75 years. And really, essentially, throughout that 75 years that the RSPBA have been in action, think of the amount of competitions that association has stood over. And have ran and have been responsible for the running of, and you know how far have things changed from the very outset? Now think about it. The reason why I'm mentioning this is because here we are now. It's 2017, and I'm sure the competitions you went to in 2016 were pretty much the same format as what they were in 2015, 2014, 2013. You go back through the years, possibly even as long as I've been involved in pipe bands, which is over 20-odd years now. 25-odd years now. My goodness, I'm getting old. Um, But, yeah, the format has never changed. Never changed, from my memory anyway, from competing here in Northern Ireland and the UK. Um, A band forms up, marches on to the line. You march into the, the ring... You form into a circle with your back to the audience. You play. You you form back up again. You march out. That's it. It's been the same format now for I don't know how long. Now, format is one thing that has never changed. And different, you know, guises and different places have tried different things. Let's look at the recent school competitions. You know, the school's championships there not too long ago. They have a freestyle event where the school pipe bands actually form up on stage in like a concert formation. And they have bongos, electric guitars, keyboards, fiddles, whistles, all sorts of stuff that you would normally see in a concert setting. And yeah, this forms part of the competition. And I guess what got me thinking about this whole topic to begin with is because when I was watching the New Zealand Championships, part of their competition was a march past. Now, whenever I first watched this, I thought, this is totally alien to me. What are they doing? But I actually thought it was a great addition to the whole thing. And I actually wondered, you know, what would it take for us to do that here in the UK? To introduce something new to the competitive, you know, circle. But then again, I've realised that over all of these years, nothing has actually really changed. The format of our competition has always remained the same. Now, I completely understand, don't get me wrong, I am a pipe band man, I completely get that we are steeped in tradition, what we have, what we're doing now is what our ancestors have done, um, you know, from years ago, and we are upholding a tradition, I completely understand that, 
and especially when it comes to you know performing March to and Reels, I do understand that there has to be a benchmark set. I I get that. I completely understand it. So a band that can play a good MSR, you know, are a good band. So you know that's the benchmark. So I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say. Where is the future of piping? Where where are we going? The reason why I'm asking the question is because the format may not be able to change. Around the world, you see different formats taking shape, and they are proven quite popular. Let's look at the Bagad competitions there in France, where a band actually takes to the stage, and it looks like an orchestra. <laughs> you know, it's almost played in a concert setting. And, you know... They play through their concert set, and that's how they're judged. And, you know, there's no marching, there's no forming with your back to the audience. As everyone faces the audience and performs to the audience. Now, I remember Shots and Dykehead Caledonia played this tune called The Big Turnout at the end of their medley set at the Worlds one year. Now, you guys are all nodding your head now because I know you all know what I'm talking about. Very famous time in piping history when all of Shots and Dykehead done an about turn. All the pipers that were standing in the circle and they were all facing inwards with their back to the audience all turned around to face the crowd. And they finished their medley set like that. Now we've featured this video on the Rab Show page, I don't know how many times now for Throwback Thursday. Uh, but it's extremely popular. All because... Of this one gesture. Now at the time. It was seen to be. A bit of a gimmick. Like ah. Why are they doing that? They're showing off. But whenever they were asking. And speaking to the pipe major at the time. Robert Matheson. Why did you decide to do this? <clears throat> his answer. I, I think still to this day. His answer was perfect. And he says. Why not? <laughs> The interviewer asked him, <clears throat> why did you do this? And he said, why not? <clears throat> Excuse me. He said, you know, there was no rule in the rule book to say you couldn't do it. You know, so why not? Why not do this? And if anything, Shots and Dykehead throughout the years have been known to try and push the envelope. We all remember the whole experiment with the two bass drums. Remember that? And also, we remember the set where they were playing in the, the medley and they had a tenor drummer who blew into his tenor drum on a big, large, a big, long tube. Do you remember that? And he blew into the tenor to give it different notes. So whenever he took the tube out of his mouth and hit the drum, it went doon, 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 as the air went out. You know, so they've always been trying to experiment and push the envelope a little bit. And, <laughs> you know, it's always been fascinating to watch. And it's little moments like that that make it so memorable. And I guess... The sad thing is, is why is it so memorable? I think it was a Toronto police one time had walked into the arena and sta started after their intro rolls on the drum corps and they all flipped drum pads up onto their drums and they played the first part of the first tune on drum pads. Now I remember watching this as it happened and I heard the opening rolls and then some, some new sound came across and Everyone went, what? And then we all looked and said, what are they doing? And sure enough, even the drumming judge, Kenneth, normally a drumming judge walks behind a drum corps. This drumming judge didn't walk, he just stood there. 
as if to say, what is going on? He really didn't know what way to take it. I think, uh, I think I knew what way to, he took it because I think he placed them last <laughs> on the day. But um, you know, it's little things like that that make all the difference and push the boundaries. Like I was saying earlier about the Flame of Wrath medley, you know, that in itself was unusual. Playing a Peabrook in the middle of a in the middle of a medley set, but yeah, initially you could hate it, but then you can grow to love it. You know what I mean? And then what does it take for that to become the norm? So I guess, whenever it comes to the future of piping, we can't really look at the format. We understand we have a tradition to follow. That essentially what we're doing is a tradition, a traditional competition, really. We're competing at being traditional. <laughs> does that make any sense? But yeah, what we are doing is a set tradition that has a set number of rules. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the future of piping is in the music. Now, whenever I'm talking about the music, I can't look any further than possibly one of my favourite composers, and that's the late Gordon Duncan. Now, Gordon, in his time, played at the Vale of Achill type band. We all know that. And we all know that Gordon had a very successful solo career. But we also know... Gordon also had a few run-ins with the establishment, let's say. Let's talk about his first album, of course. Just for Seamus? <laughs> yeah, Seamus was that, yeah, who is now infamous piping judge at a solo competition. And, yeah, I think the rest is history. Because now, look, how many bands are playing Gordon Duncan tunes? Not even pipe bands, but folk bands and even pop bands and stuff. All around the world are playing Gordon Duncan tunes. And at the time, he was kind of seen as a bit of an upstart. <laughs> you know, and people, you know, he's a bit of a vagabond and a ruffian, but he could play, you know. <clears throat> and maybe at the time, he was definitely ahead of his time. And, yeah, a lot of people counted him out. And a lot of people said, ah, you know, it's just a phase, you know... Gordon, he'll, he'll kind of, you know, sink into the background or nobody will pay attention. But, boys, were they wrong. You know, Gordon pushed boundaries. He really did. And his style and way of playing now seems to be commonplace in pipe bands. Which, you know, at the time you would never have thought would have ever happened. But, yeah, you know, <laughs> just, you're hearing pipe bands today playing Gordon Duncan tunes as if it's just normal. As if you're playing Scott and the Brave. You know. So I guess the future of piping is in the music itself. It's the bands that are willing to take that risk and push boundaries. And introduce some new musical ideas. Into an otherwise kind of stuffy medium. We all understand we have to play our MSRs. So the, the 50th time you get to hear Highland Wedding every day. Uh, yeah. You know. MSRs are there for a reason. We do need a benchmark. But it's the medley performance where bands can truly shine. So, yeah. These performances, each and every year, become more and more intricate. And essentially, it does come down to personal tastes, I think, whenever it comes to judging the World Championships. Unfortunately, because it does come down to personal taste, that's where bands want to play it safe. A lot of bands aren't wanting to play 
really obscure stuff and take risks. Like, let's look at the machine that is the Field Marshal Montgomery. Not slagging them by any means. That band is, frankly, incredible. They are amazing. And especially in recent years, they're just unstoppable. They are an amazing, amazing band. But yet, you're not going to hear the Field Marshal Montgomery going in and playing on drum pads after their opening rolls. They're not going to be playing with two or three bass drums. Do you know what I mean? They're not going to be doing these really outlandish things because they know, from a judging point of view, that's not going to win prizes. And they're 100% right. And they've been right all these years. They've gotten the formula spot on. Get the MSR right. Field Marshal Montgomery have always been a really strong MSR band. And any other band out there that's going to be worth their salt definitely knows that's where most of the bones of it is. Get your MSR right. But then the creative part comes into the medley. Now we all know medleys seem to form into a certain formula of how they're put together. You start out with a, you know, a good hornpipe, maybe a good march, you know, and then you move into a jig and, you know, spay, whatever. And then, you know, the slow air, and then from your slow air, possibly break into, you know, Strasbourg, whatever. You know, <laughs> medleys have a structure. They always have a structure. And bands who like to mess around with this structure are the creative ones. Bands who don't mess with the formula, stick to what works, and knows exactly what judges are looking for, are the bands that win prizes. So... What is holding the piping world back? Is it bands who are kind of not wanting to take massive risks, you know, and will start playing with three bass drums and, I don't know, a couple of bongos or something? <laughs> or, <clears throat> do you know what I mean? Or is it the judges and the music board and people who are awarding prizes? You know, they're not awarding innovation. They're not awarding... Or not rewarding, sorry. They're not rewarding change. You know, they seem to be quite happy with the status quo. And, yeah, it's a fine line. It really is a fine line, I think. In my own opinion, you know, don't get me wrong. Hearing a real cracking good Field Marshal medley from start to end really sets the hairs in the back of your neck. And you think, man, that's good. Also, the likes of St. Lawrence, Inverary, all those big guns, you know, they know the formula. They know how it's done. And they can do it with authority. They can bang out those medleys and you just walk away in a state of shock thinking, I have just witnessed something incredible. But then again, the bands that are doing the creative things, inventing even new time signatures. Like I was talking there about the PSNI's new medley that they just performed at their concert there. If you listen to it, there is really unusual uh, like timings, like time signatures, unusual breaks that come through unexpectedly, and you're kind of caught off guard. And you know the drumming's very subtle at times, and then at other times it drives it through. You know, as if to say, "Let's go!" Yeah, you know, picks up pace, and it's it makes for really interesting listening. Like you're not ticking off a you know a checklist, right? That's the hornpipe done. Okay, that's the jig done. Time for a reel. Okay, the reel done. All right, slow air. And here comes this just by. All right, okay, tick, 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 tick. You know, it's not like that. 
Bands that are being so creative with their content and taking a risk sometimes can do themselves damage by knocking themselves down the prize list because judges don't want that, I suppose. I don't know. I'm saying that as a question. Maybe some judges do. Maybe some judges love to hear innovation and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a fine line. So that's the future of piping and drumming. Essentially, the only real area it can develop, especially if the format is not going to change, is the music. And where is the majority of the music coming from now? Because whenever you look at things, there are a select few of composers in the pipe band world who are specifically composing tunes for pipe band. Those are amazing. I have to say, I'm not going to slag them off by any means because composing a tune for a pipe band is an extremely difficult thing to do and these guys do it so professionally. It's incredible. The likes of Mark Saul comes to mind, Paul Ritchie of course, and even Kyle Rothschild recently has been producing some amazing music. Um, And I could sit here naming names, and for those of you who have missed, apologies. But yeah, there's tons of composers out there who are composing tunes specifically for pipe bands. And they're just brilliant. But for me, the most exciting area of piping at the moment has to be the Celtic music scene. Guys like Ross Ainsley and Ali Hutton, who were the protégés of the legend of the late Gordon Duncan. These guys producing new music completely separated from pipe bands and from that whole tradition... These guys are able to take such risks with the music. They take it in such a new and interesting avenue. It's just incredible to watch. Bands like Manran, even the Scott Wood band as well. Scott's doing some incredible stuff with music at the moment. And, you know, bands like the Treacherous Orchestra. Have you ever seen them? That's mental. But the music they're providing is just incredible. And if anything, I would love to see some of the Treacherous Orchestra tunes played by a pipe band. I would love to hear how that would sound. And I think the Celtic music scene in general is just really exciting. So many good, good bands coming through with amazing pipers. You know, that's, that's difficult to ignore. And if anything, again, some of the music that's filtering through from this scene is slowly starting to bleed its way into pipe bands. I noticed recently that Fred Morrison, of course we all know who Fred Morrison is. He's a solo piper and he's known as the Jimi Hendrix of bagpipes. Now Fred has been composing and writing tunes now for years. But only recently, this last maybe three or four years, I've noticed bands starting to play some of Fred's tunes. Yeah, and you know what? It works. It really works. Now this is stuff that Fred would have played on stage by himself. He would have played them with a trio of people, but always would have been Fred with an audience. Never as a band of pipers. So when you hear like 10 or 12 pipers playing a Fred Morrison tune, it blows your head off. You're thinking, wow, why didn't you guys do this whenever it was first written? You know... (laughs) Where have you been? Kind of thing. So, with so much exciting music coming through the Celtic music scene at the minute, it's difficult to ignore, and it's definitely going to have a large effect on the piping world as it goes through, because these tunes 
are so good they can't be ignored by the competitive piping world and yeah i think it's only a matter of time before more pipe bands begin to take risks yes it's good to hear your highland weddings and stuff you know for your msrs and it's good to stick with tradition don't get me wrong i am 100 percent a pipe band man and yeah i love our tradition of way and doing things but i also love to see innovation i love to see people pushing the envelope do you know what i mean giving it some interest i'm playing a tune that i've never heard before and thinking wow what is that that's really cool and it's stuff like that that makes this such an interesting hobby really do you know what i mean and yeah but for me the celtic music scene is where it's at i think that's where the creativity is at the moment unfortunately i don't think it's there with pipe bands sure there's the odd pipe band here and there that do take risks but you don't hear about them and the reason being is because they're knocked down on the prize list you know because they play something that's really quirky or unusual then it doesn't fly when it comes to a competitive circle and that's always such a shame i always think that's yeah it's so disappointing you know whenever i think the piping world should be trying to encourage things like this yeah to see them getting shot down like that it's just always a bit of a bit of a kick in the stomach but the piping world is not dead the piping world is very much alive and yeah the celtic music scene the likes of the scott wood band you know fred morrison rora manran even uh, i could sit here and name names all night there's loads of amazing great celtic music bands out there that are producing some of the best music and i have to give a special shout out to Braybrack. i've actually heard a pipe band over the winter playing a Braybrack tune <laughs> now i really hope that band takes it to the circle um but i guess we'll see but yeah celtic music and folk music seems to be where the majority of creativity is coming from so if that's the future of the piping world if it's in our music and not our format then if you're looking at music you have to look at the celtic music scene that's where it is you know it really is where it is our composers who are making this new music need to be given a chance to play their new music do you know what i mean anyway i think i've rambled on for long enough about where the future of our piping our piping music and scene is however that has been suggested on a number of occasions that perhaps the format should change you know it has remained unchanged now for 40 50 odd years whatever it's you know it has remained totally the same where a band walks in turns their back on the audience focuses in on themselves and then walks out again it's completely not centered at an audience at all if anything it's probably really antisocial. <laughs> do you know what i mean i think it's the only thing that i have ever watched and all of the performers turn their back on the audience very strange very strange so perhaps in the future if our format was to change what kind of a format would it take would all of our performers all form up and i think i've heard this suggested before form up in like a, a semi-circle like they, they do on a, like a mini band kind of thing you know with drummers on one side and pipers all the way across the middle i don't know you know formats could be debated from here till next year and we'll still never get agreement by everyone because everyone has an opinion on it 
Now, I also want to say, if you are involved in a pipe band, and you feel your pipe band is not being innovative, and not being creative when it comes to competition, don't fear. Because there is an outlet for pipe bands, and that's concerts. Yes. That's one thing I have to say. The piping world is not doomed. <laughs> I know it kind of sounds a bit down in the dumps and saying there's no creativity in pipe bands, but there is. There really is. Especially when it comes to concerts. It seems to be each year when the big concert rolls around in Glasgow, bands push the envelope and then rip it up and throw it in your face. <laughs> we have had some amazing, amazing music produced by some of our best grade one bands in that concert hall. Now, yeah, St. Lawrence Atul have done it. Field Marshal Montgomery have done it. Simon Fraser have done it. Of course, Inverary. All of our big guns have done it. And they can do it on the stage. That's the point I'm making. These guys can play these big, you know, suites of music that last eight, nine minutes and just take you on an emotional journey. And at the end of it, you actually feel tired. You're like, oh, okay, I need a cup of tea now. But, you know, some of the performances are so creative, so musical, produced by these people. It's just incredible. And then you see them in the competition circle. And they all turn their back on the audience, play an MSR, and walk out. And you're thinking, you know, from going to be so creative and, you know, so musically talented, and performing, facing an audience like that, to marching into a circle in the field and completely ignoring your audience, you're like, oh, what's it? is this where piping is? You know, it just begs the question. There is definitely creativity in the concert stage, there is some in the competition circle. I'm not saying there isn't. There is some, but not an awful lot. Not an awful lot. Anyway, as I say, I've rambled on long enough on creativity and possibly the future of piping and where it is. I've given my opinion. I want to know yours. Where is your head at? Whenever you're talking about the creativity and possibly the future of piping, where do you see it laying? Do you see it possibly in the change of format? Do you think our association should change the rule book and the need to march on to, you know, to compete? I have known bands actually to play walking songs and stuff. There was even a band I think once played, you know, started off in the opening roles and played a slow air. You know, different things like that. And I think they were disqualified as a result because they needed to play a march. They needed to play at a marching tempo. Which was strange. But, you know, where do you think the future lies? Do you think it lies with the format of our competition? Or do you agree with me? And possibly if the format can't change, then the, fu the future is in the music. And then, yeah, how far can we go with that chanter that can play one octave? <laughs> so, yeah, for me, at the moment, here in 2017... The most exciting place in the piping world at the moment is the Celtic music scene. Really, essentially, that's where the excitement is, especially for creativity. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm a pipe band man through and through. And if I had a choice from listening to a Celtic music band or give me a real kick-ass pipe band, I'm going to pick a pipe band. Unfortunately, <laughs> sorry Celtic music fans, 
But that's my bread and butter. I love the sound of a pipe band. It just rattles my bones and just gives me that, uh, that goosebump feeling. You know, as they say, get the blood boiling. Love it, love it. But when it comes down to just overall creativity and push and not being restricted in any way, the Celtic music scene is where it's at. Grant, well, I want to know your opinion. Please email me in at bigrabshow at gmail.com. Plus, you can reach me on Facebook as well, which is The Big Rab Show. And on Twitter, at Big Rab Show. Massive, massive thank you to the sponsors, G1 Reads. These guys have been absolutely amazing. And here we are, 10 episodes in. Can you believe it? We're here, 10 weeks later, still churning out the piping goodness. Can't believe it. And again, massive thanks to G1. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them, guys. Just amazing. Right. Guys, thanks a million for lasting through all of episode 10. If you enjoyed what you hear, have an opinion on anything, as I say, message us in. You have the email address, you have the Twitter, all that kind of stuff. No excuse. Especially if you want to be part of a Listener Mail next week. Definitely email us in and we'll give you a shout on next week's show. Until then, I reckon it's that time to go. Yeah, it is. Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, good friends there at G1 Reads. Be sure to check them out on Facebook and at g1reads.com. The G1 Platinum Chanter is played by bands around the world, producing that rich, full-bodied tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our Champion of Champions 2016 in Verarian District. Many thanks to our good mates there at G1. And until next time, we'll see you right here in the Big Rap Show podcast. All the best.